Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Two Peas on a Pod podcast with Austin Griffiths and Zachary Cordell. I am your co-host, Zachary Cordell, back with you on another episode of the Two Peas podcast. It's been a little bit, especially since I've recorded. Maybe not since I was on last, but since I've recorded, it's been quite a while. So we're back today with Austin, and actually uh, we are on a uh, long-distance podcast, which I'm sure you can tell from my voice. I am recording from my home, and Austin is several states away. So this is how we have to do it for today. Hope everybody is doing good, having a good Tuesday, got past Monday, headed on into the week. Brother Austin, how are you today? I'm doing all right this morning. We're in South Arkansas while you're in Northeast Kentucky. Yes, we are separated a little bit. Makes it a little bit difficult sometimes to keep up with the podcast, but here we are being faithful to the task. Yep. Sometimes, let's see, we left at the very end of July, 1st of August, and we won't be back till Thanksgiving. Yep. That's pretty good. Uh, Space of time there that we uh, have to work around, but that's all right. We'll get through it. So, what we'll have you to, what have you been uh, up to the last uh, two months or so? Well, I have been doing a little traveling myself. Um, we've been to a few places, several youth camps, and some camp meetings, and preaching out some as well. Um, we was. Doing some camp choirs this year and ended up having to, I was supposed to preach one youth camp and had to cancel because I got sick. And so we had to cancel that. My whole family got sick, all seven of us this time. So we had to cancel that one, but we are going to go back for that um, area's fellowship. Of course, that is the fellowship that we're in and so we're going back in october and going to preach their fall focus so they're giving me another shot i told them i don't care if i'm dying i'll be there (laughs) (laughs) well that's good Um, so we're going to go there lord willing we got to go to south carolina and preach and really had a good time down there really enjoyed that it was a great time and then we was, uh, like I said, I had a couple more youth camps doing the choir and always enjoy doing those. So I've had a good summer. How about yourself? Pretty good. We went home for two weeks, the end of July. Of course, you already knew that. And uh, Flatwoods Youth Camp is always around the last week of July, so we was able to go there. It's kind of the, the home camp around the area. And I think we had two surgeries and I want to say seven or eight doctor's appointments in the two weeks we was home. So we had all all four out of my five kids. Of course, the baby didn't. All, I had dentist appointments, and one of them had to go back and have some work done. The other one's got to have some work done this winter. Um, then my little boy had to have tubes put in his ears, and uh, so it seems like it's helping him some. So we just had a bunch going on and then tried to fit in um preaching around a little bit for some friends of ours and then also tried to go to flatwood youth camp and then we headed to south arkansas to preach a revival so we're pretty much the midwestern states until uh i guess this is what you call it 
and we'll be out we'll be out this way pretty far away from Kentucky until Thanksgiving. So the next time I see you, we'll be uh, eating turkey. Well, that sounds good. I like eating turkey. <laughs> and I talked about it last year, but I'm going to say it again: cornbread dressing. Shoot, it's good stuff. Oh man. <laughs> I called my uncle the other day. We always have Thanksgiving at his house. <laughs> and uh, he answered the phone. His name was Dennis. And uh, we call him Denny all the time, just give him a hard time. He answered the phone. I said, Denny, I said, I've just been thinking about Thanksgiving. I just wanted to make sure you wasn't mad at me. <laughs> make sure I was still invited. He said, what are you doing thinking about Thanksgiving already? <laughs> That's good I stuff. About it, so I thought I'd call you. Me, me and uh, Kelly's tried the keto diet. This is our, see, today is Friday, so this is, we're almost two weeks into it. And uh, now I won't say that I've been 100% faithful to it, but I've been about 85% faithful to it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty tough sometimes. It's really hard, but we decided to make Sunday cheat day. Now, people might not agree with that, but. You know, when you're an evangelist and people put food in front of you, you're just going to eat it. You know, I don't want to be rude. Well, you're obligated. That, you know, that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> what we're telling ourselves. We're just going to go ahead and eat it. So, I will admit, I had a little bit of chocolate cake Sunday, but we was in Texas and the folks that made our meal, it was just amazing. And I think they're listeners, so I want them to know. I told them in person, but man, that food was amazing, and uh, I just couldn't turn it away. My 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 level. Of temptation was just too much, but <clears throat> anyways, so we've been sticking to that. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, that diet's going out the window. <laughs> I went on that diet the first four months of the year, <laughs> and then I left. But maybe we'll get back on it. Who knows? Yeah. The bad thing is, you waste all that time on that diet. You're like, why did I even do that? Yeah. All that time, well, I could have had good food. I gotta, I gotta get back to it. The problem with keto that I have is I love meat. I absolutely love meat, so I love that part of it. But I can't stand not being able to have chips or any snacks throughout the day, and it drives me nuts not to have any sides. Like green beans is the only thing you can have. Yeah, it that dri- is the rough. That's it the, drives that's me the nuts. Part of it. If it was for the, it wasn't for the snacks and the sides, I could. It'd be a lot easier, but maybe no, we got some keto dieters out there. Send us some, send us some tips. <laughs> and then on top of that, man, some of that stuff is so high. You go get keto bread, and it's like four and a half dollars, and the loaf is smaller than the dollar the dollar loaf at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should say send Austin some tips. Yeah, because I'm not on it. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You know you're in bad shape when I have, I don't know how many suits I have, but I'd have to sit here and think about it. But all the suits I have, um, I might have 11 or 12 suits, something like that, and then some sports coats. <clears throat> all those suits, they're starting to get kind of snug. So you're, you're sitting there and you think however much they cost a piece, however much I paid for them a piece, and then you try to go through and rebuy them to go up a size, you're, you're getting into a lot of money. Yep. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to have to lose some of this weight. But yep. anyways, when you, a lot of times we survive on fast food when we run as much as we do. 
and uh, it's it's rough. But sometimes people don't, you know, you don't think until you've done it. I never realized it. But living in a, anybody that lives in a camper, and you know one thing I found, in a lot of churches I've went to, there are a lot of people that are building houses that live in campers. So there are more people that understand the, the struggle of living in a camper than I, you know, more than I thought. But one thing you don't even think about is when it's like 90 and 100 degrees outside, those air conditioners can only keep up so much. And so my motorhome, when it gets like 100 outside, about 75 to 76 is the best it can do inside. Yeah. So you just have to get used to it. But if my wife starts cooking to make a dinner, you're automatically going up to 82 or 83, and it's going to stay that way for a long time. Yeah. And so when it gets that hot, you do not want to cook. And so you're microwaving stuff and buying stuff because you do not want to cook because you obviously can't live in a trailer that's 80-some degrees all the time. It's pretty rough. Yeah. So that's just one of the one of the things. So we've dealt with that for several months now because it's been pretty hot. I think it's supposed to be 90-something today. Of course, I'm only like 20 minutes from Texas, so it's pretty hot down here. Yeah, it's cooled off down here some, but it's still pretty warm. But it is cooling down. But anyhow, we got some feedback to get into, Austin. We uh, yeah, go ahead. We don't read feedback on here much because, well, just sort of the schedules and things. So we don't, we're not always here and blah blah blah. So we got a lot of it to get to today. So we're going to read some of it. And you want me to go ahead and jump into that? Go ahead. All right, here we go. The first one is no subject. And it says, hello, I've been listening to y'all for about two months. Heard of y'all through a Facebook post Sister Charity Cowart made. Sister Charity Cowart, shout out to you. We originally started listening to Just Pastime on the Road, but soon realized my family and I loved your podcast. It's one of the few things my five kids will agree on besides for Odyssey. Uh, also, it's good to know it's okay to still love Odyssey, even though I'm 30 and a preacher. <laughs> Thanks for the great content from a holiness perspective. Jonathan Dukes from North Carolina. So shout out to Brother Jonathan Dukes. Yeah. Thank you for the review don't, and glad you're listening. Don't be ashamed of Odyssey. Well, Odyssey is, uh, you know, we'll just blame it on our kids. We have to listen because of our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this last album that everybody knows, any Odyssey fan knows what I'm talking about. After this newest album, I have to admit I was I was pretty engrossed in it. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good album, I have to say. Yeah, it was. Our next review is from Brother Kyle Wilson. It says podcast reviews. Hello, Brother Austin and Brother Zachary. Just wanted to let you all know that I have been truly enjoying the podcast. I have been binge listening. I go back to the first one and listen to them in order, and I have been blessed. Keep up the good work, and may God bless your work. I love you both. P.S. Well done, Steak, 100%. Kyle E. Wilson. Thank you, Brother Kyle, for the good review on steak. Blech. I'm glad there's somebody out there that knows how to eat a steak. You know, it's amazing. I it's amazing. I was going through and listening to a bunch of our material for what people will find out later here in a couple of weeks, why? Um, but I was going through and listening to a bunch of our material, and I didn't realize, my goodness, there was so much about steak. <laughs> I know, we talked about it a bunch. Oh. oh. My wife, she's completely went to the dark side. She, uh, 
Yeah, I remember she never hearing that. Eat steak much, but now she's she needs prayer. Let's just end it right there. Yeah. Brother Keith Cox. Oh, this is actually Alex Cox. The email says Keith Cox. The end of it says Alex Cox. Hello, brothers. The title of the email is Love the Podcast. Hello, brothers. Awesome podcast. Love to hear the encouraging testimonies, fun conversations, and spiritual advice. A great pastime. Keep up the good work. God bless y'all. Alex Cox. Thank you, Brother Alex, for your feedback and for listening to the podcast. The next one comes from Sister Sandra Parton. It says, love the podcast. Just started listening Sunday. My friend told me about this podcast. Love it. Love the testimonies. We serve an awesome God. And then she continues on with uh, some prayer requests, and she ends it with, bless you all, Sandra Parton. So thank you, Sister Sandra Parton, for writing in. We appreciate the review, and glad that you are a listener. The next one comes to us from someone Austin knows very well. And it the title of the email is, the subject of the email is, Brother Jairus Dotson, July 12, 2022. Good morning, Austin. Papa and I enjoyed so much the podcast with brother jaris dodson looking forward to part two in your prayers mamaw betty so thank you to mamaw betty for yep. listening to the podcast thanks mamaw that's austin's grandma she is a great woman next one says podcast that's all it says on the subject Brother Austin, our family met yours a few weeks ago when you guys was at our home church, Lighthouse in Prague, Oklahoma. I hadn't been much into podcasts until the last year or so. I have been pretty selective on what to listen to, not just for my own well-being, but also our girls, eight and nine years old. I want you to know that I appreciate the one that you guys do. Do what? <laughs> well, I read that right. Yeah, you read it right. Just a typo. It encourages me, reminding me of what God has for me, can do. And in a time where so many are wanting to discredit or say holiness isn't necessary, the truth is still proclaimed and proud of. Thank you, and God bless. Faithful listeners from Oklahoma. Just a nod to Brother Jairus' interview. So thank you for that yes, email. Yes, thank you. include their name, so I'm not going to either. So thank you for that. It was good to hear from you. Here we have another one that says, Love, Holiness. Love, Episode 56. So true. God don't change, and neither does His Word. Thanks for standing for holiness. Keep up the good work. And this is from a return feedbacker named Sister Sandra Parton. So thank you for that. The next one says, Interview Suggestion. Enjoy the podcast. I have an interview suggestion. Get Brother John Brock to talk about the greatness of God or the Trinity. I could say more, but I think his reputation speaks for itself. Once again, enjoy the podcast from Brother Matt Morris. So that is a great suggestion, Brother Matt. Yeah, it is. Brother John Brock. He's a great preacher. I'll be in Oklahoma this fall. Maybe maybe we can make that happen. He was at uh, Flatwoods Youth Camp, and so we got to hear him preach all week he done a phenomenal job yeah he did Lord really used him in a great way there all right austin i'm gonna hand it over to you to finish up all right here's another one that says hey two peas love y'all's podcast the more serious episodes as well as the more light-hearted ones 
Medium rare to medium, please. Help him, Lord. <laughs> I never write in, but I just listened to episodes 55 and 56 and felt I had to. I just wanted to say how much I appreciated those episodes. The influencers of this day would uh, <clears throat> would want to water down holiness and change the meaning of the word. I love how the Song to Your podcast puts it, though. It still takes the old-time way. I won't keep on because this subject really kills me, and I could go on. I understand that. Y'all do a great job. I will leave you with this and talking to your pastor and uh, and not understanding why he preaches certain things. And he goes on to give us a scripture in Hebrews 13 and 17 that says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for it is unprofitable for you. People may say a pastor is just a man, but God says to submit yourself and obey them. Like y'all said, if you trust this man to be your shepherd, you should trust him in everything that he preaches and councils. Thanks for all you do, and God bless you all, Brother Freddie Dukes. Well, I don't know who that is, but I appreciate all the kind words and the scripture and everything he had to say. And I will say this. Austin got called out on TikTok <laughs> and called a, uh, uh, a cult leader. Called? I think something like that. Yeah, well, it wasn't just me. It was it was both of us. That was an episode me and you did together um, about obeying your pastor and <clears throat> the man of God oh, and I stuff like that. If I was in that one or not? That's yeah, you I mean. was in that one. That well, was, that was just yeah. me and you. But yeah, we've got called out a few times lately on uh, by some people. But you know what? Anything you do in life, you're going to have some haters. Oh yeah, that's just the way it is. But. We don't have time to sit and argue with people. That's just casting your pearls before swine on some folks. So we're going to continue before we say something we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People are crazy. All right. The next one. Um, it says, hello, brothers. I enjoy the podcast. Thanks for all the work you guys put into it. I really liked the episode y'all did on what to do when God's calling you. I was called to preach at 17. I remember that night I was definitely not seeking for the call to preach, but for the Holy Ghost. But that night I felt such a strong call to preach and battled it with so much. But I remember I finally told God if he'd fill me with the Holy Ghost, I'd preach. And when I said those words, I was immediately filled. I thank God because he's helped me all the way through it. Now I'm 19, still filled with the Holy Ghost and still preaching. Thank you for doing that doing that episode because I felt like there's still other young people who have a calling on their life, but have not yielded to it yet. And we done that episode actually because of a suggestion from a feedbacker. Um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody suggested that we do an episode talking about what to do when God's calling you. So it's what we titled it. And that's exactly what we talked about. Yeah. I don't remember who that was either. I don't know, but, but. Anyways, all right. Let's. This is a long one here, man. Here, let me read two short ones, and then we'll end with this long one. Um, this one is from a sister Rebecca. I think she lives in Indiana. Says, "Wow, I have to say, this week's podcast was definitely one of my favorites. I loved hearing that testimony. Also, loved hearing about different things about Hawaii." And here's another short one. 
It's about the same episode. But, uh, all right, go ahead. Still listening and loving the podcast. Really enjoyed today's with Brother Quentin. God is still doing great miracles, saving people from their sins. And that was another one from my memo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed uh, hearing Brother Quentin. Yeah, he done a great job. Oh, yeah. Brother Quentin, is. Uh, he was talking about singing. Let me tell you, a guy has nothing he don't take a backseat to nobody when it comes to singing. That guy is a phenomenal singer. And he's a great guy. We got to go to Hawaii several years ago and uh, be with them when they was over there. And then, of course, been around them a lot since they've been in Ohio. But had a really good time. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii, but I've been around him, you know, a decent number of times. And I'd heard some of his testimony, but I didn't know all of it, so... I really, I really enjoyed doing that. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was. All right, last one for the day, and then we're going to move on to the scripture of the day. All right, this one is long. It says, hello, my name is Dustin Wilson. I am from southeast Kentucky. Brother Zach's dad actually was our pastor for a while. So that was uh, my father-in-law, Brother Kurt, used to pastor in Pineville area there uh, 25 years ago. And uh, my dad also preached for him some when they moved away. My dad's name is Marvin. I love y'all's podcast and listen to it all the time. I'm going to be a little bit lengthy, but I just wanted to give my testimony. Brother Austin, you are a great inspiration to me. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I like feedback oh, like that. I should have read this one so I could read over that real fast. <laughs> I was raised holiness. I was raised holiness all my life and fell away as a teenager, and I went into the world and done things and committed sins that I still have to live with today. Well, that's a pretty rough way to follow up inspiration to me. Um, Let's move on. Maybe it'll get better. The Lord was merciful to me and let me come back to him in 17. My wife, 2017, my wife, which I married while I was still out in sin, was not holiness, but since I have became a Christian and turned... And uh, she's turned into a godly holiness woman. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. It don't always happen that way, so that is that is great. It says, the devil fights me daily over being a backslider from the movement and coming back. He makes me feel like there's no hope for me to become anything. And by hearing Brother Austin's testimony about falling away and then coming back and being a preacher and now an evangelist, it gives me strength and hope. God has been so good to my family. I don't know if Brother Zach remembers my family or not. But I remember them well, and his dad was so good to my mom and dad. Then it goes on to say his dad passed away in in 21. He was a great preacher, a great man of God, and we don't always understand why things happen, but I always know God has a plan. This podcast has helped me in many different ways. I love the fact that it's from guys around my age. I consider you all friends, even though we don't actually talk. Anyway, sorry for being lengthy, but I just wanted to share all this with you. By the way, Zach, I'm I'm with you all the way on the stake. It's got to be done all the way. I was so glad to get this um, feedback here and see this email from Brother Dustin. I remember them very well. And uh, they have always had a place in our hearts, their family, ever since we was down there. So I was extremely glad to see this come through. It is great to hear from you, Brother Dustin. And I have since emailed him back and sent him my number. We haven't seen each other in years and years and years. And uh, 
what was funny about this is we when we was coming back from South Carolina, we come back up, you know, through a good portion of the state of Kentucky, and we was a little more south of, of us and uh, closer to maybe their area, and we stopped at a gas station, and I seen some guy come out, and it reminded me of him, and I looked over there, I thought, that might be, you never know. So I looked over, and I told my wife, I said, that guy reminded me of the guy that we used to pass, his name was Dustin Wilson. And then just a few days later, he sent this email. So it was, I was so glad to see it come through and get to hear from him. So, Brother Dustin, it's great to hear from you. All righty. Well, that's it for the feedback today. We might have some later on to read in another episode, but we're going to move on today to a topic that we both love talking about. I've heard Zach preach about this and talk about it quite a bit through the years. And uh, so we're going to move to the scripture of the day. And the one, I, one I'm just going to use here is James 5 and 16. And it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. And then this is what we want to hone in on here today as we, um, as we talk about this. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prayer yes. contains power. And I'll, I'll let you start us off here and i'll just say this word availeth here in the greek is the word uh energeo i guess and it means energy simply it just means energy prayers from righteous people are full of energy they're full of effectiveness yes dr curtis hudson said that there is more that you can do after you pray but there's nothing you can do yeah, until, until you pray you pray yeah and uh, I like that quote. Prayer is the breath of a Christian life. And uh, everybody knows that just as impossible as it is to live without breathing, it is impossible to stay saved without praying. We've got to develop a consistent prayer life. And back to our scripture there about availeth much. The power that's in prayer is just unbelievable. You know, there is nothing, there is no limits that you can put on prayer. We've dealt with a lot of limits on things since COVID hit. Whenever COVID hit, we had a supply shortage on a lot of different stuff. I mean, everything there was a shortage of for some reason. And I think a lot of stuff people just like to use as an excuse. Right. <laughs> but we have suffered with that, a shortage of it. And you go into a store and uh, you could only buy two gallons of milk or you could only buy two things of formula or, or whatever it was. I mean, just who knows what. Um, ammo, just everything had a shortage. But there is no cap on prayer. There's no limit. There's no cap. God has not set uh, an amount that somebody is allowed to ask for. But whatever we can believe God for is ours for the asking. It said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or even think, and that you know that's unbelievable because we can think some outlandish things. Now, I know some people <laughs> that can think, <laughs> and they can really think of a lot of things that I think is really out there. But the scripture said that He's able to do more than you can even think. So there's no cap on prayer. There's no limit on prayer. Once you get in prayer and believe God, of course, you know back to. Matthew 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek, you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And him that knocketh it shall be opened. So whatever you can ask God for and believe God for, 
it is yours for the taking. James said, you have not because you ask not. So get right. in prayer and, and find out the power of prayer. There's an unbelievable power, like Austin said, in prayer. You know, the awesome thing is, I'm not going to go into all of it, but the Old Testament teaches us that, you know, the average Israelite couldn't just walk in to the holiest of holies any time to get to God. God temporarily dwelt there on the Ark of the Covenant, and only the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement can go back there. And I, I love studying that. But what I love about it is, is we can turn over in the book of Hebrews, and it tells us, you know, they, could, they couldn't get to God because of their sin. There was a veil right. that separated them to get to God. But now, you know, they couldn't get to the Ark of the Covenant, which was God's throne on earth then. But then after what Jesus done for us on Calvary and the veil ripped, the Hebrew writer told us, let us therefore come boldly unto the yeah. throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find I'm grace to help in the time of need. And simply, we can approach the throne of God at any yes, time. Yes. And there ain't nothing like going to God in prayer. I'm parked at a church right now, and you know, most of the time, my prayer time, I come over to the church to get by myself away from the children. And a lot of times, me and my wife, she'll come over first or after, and we'll take turns, and somebody's got to watch them kids. And uh, or I'll pray sometimes late at night after everybody's asleep in the trailer. But anyhow, getting somewhere to pray and there ain't nothing like taking your problems to God and praying in the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That old song that said, uh, oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And that's. You know, that is so true. We can go to God in prayer. Like Austin said, the, the way's been made. We can go in. We don't have to have anybody interceding for us. We don't have to have a priest or, or anything to stand in our way or in our stead. But we can go directly to the throne of God. You and I, as children of God, can go directly to the throne of God. And, you know, that's that's not a privilege for just anybody. Um, sinners can't do that. The only time a sinner can do that is when they are repenting of their sin. A prayer of salvation. John 9.31 said, Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So a sinner can pray a prayer of repentance, but they cannot pray a prayer of protection. They can't pray a prayer for healing. They can't pray a prayer over their children. But the Bible said that if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. It is our privilege, and it is it is something that God has granted to the children of God, that if we have a need, if we have a problem, we can take it to the Lord in prayer. Jabez, he prayed, oh, that thou would bless me indeed and, and enlarge my territory, the prayer of Jabez. He was praying for a blessing from God, and the Bible said that God granted his request. When you live for God, you have the authority to ask whatsoever you will. God has granted us the authority to ask. And the Bible tells us to ask in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever things you shall ask in my name. And so we have the, that authority and that access in prayer to come to the throne of God. I like what one man said. He said, our prayer life should be an iceberg. 10% above the surface and 90% below the surface. Yeah. 
if we uh, if all we have is public prayer, prayer from church, prayer during prayer request, uh, prayer during the altar, if all we have is our public prayer, you're not going to make it when the storm comes. You're yeah. not going to make it if Wednesday and Sunday is all you got in prayer. There has to be right. private prayer. There has to be yeah. private prayer, and that's what it says in Matthew six and six. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to the yeah. Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But you got to shut the door. You got to get away from the world, get away from your family if you got to, get away from everybody, and get in pu- get in private prayer. All by yourself. And God says he would openly bless you. He would openly anoint you. He would openly give you the reward of your labor, that which you have done in prayer. Yeah, that's exactly right. There is something to be said for public prayer, like Austin said. And uh, it's good when we come together and pray corporately and as a church body or even family altars in a home. You know, there's something to be said for all of that. And uh, thank God for the privilege to come together and meet with your brothers and sisters in prayer. But there is also definitely something to be said for that private prayer. Um, Jacob, I was thinking of Jacob, whenever he went to God in prayer, he definitely learned the value of getting alone with God in prayer. And uh, I'm, I'm an advocate for, like I said, family altars and for Praying in the church, obviously, you know, that's what we do. But there are still times when, you, when you've got to get alone with God in prayer, when it's just you and God, nobody else, and get alone with God. Jacob learned the value of that. Genesis 32 and 24, he said, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Now, you have to realize that Jacob went into that night of prayer as a dead man. I mean, pretty much a dead man. He was going to meet Esau and he was scared for his life and he knew that Esau could overcome him. He knew he was no match for Esau at all. So he knew that if he did not get a hold of God, he was a dead man. And he went into that night, uh, uh, that night of prayer, wrestled all night with the angel, a night of prayer. He went in as Jacob, the supplanter, the deceiver, Uh, all the things that Jacob was. He had to come to reality with himself. He had to, repent and acknowledge who he was before the angel of the Lord touched the hollow of his thigh. But when he, when he repented and when it come down to him admitting who he was and, and all the past and blah, 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 really, that's what he was saying when he, when he said his name, the Bible said that he, he went in that night as a planer and deceiver, but he came out as Israel for as a prince has thou power with God and with man. And so Jacob learned the value of private prayer. When he went in that night, a dead man, he went in supplanter, deceiver, and he came out and he knew that God had spared his life. He knew he had touched God in that prayer closet. And he came out of that prayer closet knowing that he didn't know for sure how everything was going to work out with Esau, but he said, my life has been preserved. He knew that he had touched God and things were going to be all right. You can find a place in prayer. And you can go in with your situation 
that you have problems with and that you don't know how it's going to work out and a situation facing you that it looks like it's going to take you out or, or something you have no control over, you can go into that place of prayer one way and come out a different way, knowing that everything's going to be all right. When you touch God, that's all it takes. I was uh, praying for Sawyer one time, my oldest son, and I'm going to turn this back to Austin. And he had got sick. He had had, I don't know what had happened. It looked like he's having an allergic reaction to something. And uh, he wouldn't uh, play and he wouldn't do nothing. And uh, we was getting really worried about him. We was getting ready to take him to the emergency room. And I told my wife, I said, let me go pray for him first. And uh, I went over to my dad's study. That's when we lived next to my mom and dad. And it was about midnight. And I went over there and uh, his study is a separate building from his house. And I went over there and began to pray. And uh, I knew when I touched God, I felt the Lord when I touched him. And I had, it didn't take me, um, you know, as soon as I got down, I had to pray a little bit. But as soon as I touched God, I knew that it was all right. And uh, when I did, when I, I got praying there, I felt the Lord touch me in such a strong way. Sent a, a text and said that all the signs and symptoms went away. He got up and was doing fine and never had to take him to the doctor. And God healed him. And I knew when I touched him that he had been healed. So you can have that place. And I, we can have that place of prayer where we can touch God and know it for ourselves and not another, as the old saying goes. That's exactly right. We can get a hold of God in prayer. Prayer is so important. Everything you do in life, every dis every decision you make. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about what socks to wear and what to eat in the morning, but your dis your life decisions, take it to prayer. Hear from God. He will help you keep you from making so many mistakes in your life. And I mean, I'm not claiming to be anything, but where we're at today, it's all, it was a process of where I prayed so many things through about selling my house and hitting the road and quitting my job and where to even start. I didn't even have a meeting to my name and where to start evangelizing. All of that came out of prayer. Those answers to all of those things came out of prayer came out of fasting, and every single time I get to where I'm in a, a decision where I've got to make a decision, I don't do nothing until I hear from God, whether I'm praying that God will speak to me, and he has. I'm not claiming to be anything, but if you're a child of God and you pray and you ask God to speak to you, he will. It might be through his word. It might be through another man of God. I've, I've asked God to speak to certain men of God before, and he has. I've asked God to do this or that before, and he has. Now, a lot of times, you know, you get in prayer and just because you ask God to do something don't mean he's, his hands are tied. Don't mean he's going to. It, it's going to be according to his will and how God works because he is omniscient. He does what he, you know, he knows everything and he's omnipotent. He has all power. And he does what he wants. He is God. He's sovereign on the throne. That means he does what he wants. And But I tell you, prayer, the power that's in prayer. When you hear a preacher that's anointed, he preaches the message of the hour. I don't have to know his name, know what church he's from or nothing. I can say, boy, he prays. When you see a singer that's anointed and God uses them mightily in church and you feel that anointing without even knowing who they are, you're like, wow, man, they pray. When you see a church member that's always getting in the service, you ain't got to pull them or pry them or be a cheerleader to them. You don't even have to know who they are. I mean, when they're there, I'm thinking of people in you know, different churches. I know they pray. Because, you know, used to when, you know, when we was younger, um, we used to come into the 
um, I used to walk in the church and I would hear people on Sundays. I would go in there and I'd hear them praying before before Sunday night service. They'd be downstairs. It's hard telling how long they was praying in the basement. I mean, getting in prayer for the service. And I tell you, that makes a difference. When you come to church and you're prayed up, whether it was at church or at home, when you're prayed up, you don't have to take the whole church service to get you in the mode to worship. You can walk through the door ready to worship. That's what prayer does. Prayer is just amazing. I don't know how many times I've been like super grouchy for the day and uh, dealing with all the problems of life and just weighed down, didn't know what we was going to do or whatever. And my wife will say, you just need to go pray. Just go pray. And I'll go pray. <laughs> And I'll come back ready to, you know, ready to ready to fight the devil and, you know, ready to preach and everything. And she'll be like, man, you're bipolar. <laughs> but it's the it's the power in prayer. You can get in prayer. You get yourself in a good hour of prayer and you can walk out and you feel like you can just take the world on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, prayer will transform your life. Well, I'm going to read here what Spurgeon said and I'll give it to you to end here. Spurgeon said this, and I, I, I love this quote. He said, Prayer pulls the rope down below, and the great bell rings above in the ears of God. Some scarcely stir the bell, for they pray so weak. Others give an occasional jerk at the rope. But he who communicates with heaven is the man who grabs the rope boldly and pulls it continuously with all of his might. Having that bell in heaven ring ring the bell having your prayers bombard heaven and that's where this the song says while we are living in this world of care many the burdens that we have to bear but there's a prayer bell at the lord's right hand give it a ring he'll understand and then it goes on to say prayer bells of heaven oh how sweetly they ring bearing our message unto jesus the king when you are burdened down with trouble and care ring on ring on for god he will answer your prayer. I tell you what, here tonight, or here this morning, I should say, <laughs> that's how you know you're a preacher when you say tonight all the time. Uh, here, the, here on the podcast this morning, ring the bell. Keep ringing the bell. If God ain't answered it yet, keep ringing the bell. Keep praying for the backslider. Keep praying for the lost. That's 100% correct. Keep praying, and God will answer your prayer. Let's. I want to encourage you today. We're going to end this podcast. If you're a listener that has not established a prayer life, I know most of our listeners are are Christians and, and already uh, established, but perhaps you're not. Perhaps maybe you're somebody who has not really established a prayer life. I would encourage you to get in prayer. Find you a place of prayer. Pray every day. And it'll it'll be such an unbelievable difference to you. Uh, it'll make your life so much better. And your Christian walk with the Lord, it'll strengthen you in such a powerful way. And uh, you'll never you'll never want to go back to anything different. So I would encourage you, if you are a listener, uh, like I said, that has not really established your prayer life yet, get a prayer life established. Pray every day. Find you a place of prayer and get a hold of God and watch God transform your life so we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the two peas on a pod podcast we will see you next tuesday in this race of life i've run the lord says to me my child well done there will be no regrets for me i'll be